We're talking today to Mark Selby, CEO of Canada Nickel Corp. Uh, some hot news uh, that we want to discuss with him. Uh, we've seen nickel double overnight. Uh, it was already up 50% before that. Mark, WTF is going on. Yeah, yes. Happy $100,000 a ton uh, nickel, Yeah, which is the, the highest price ever hit on the LME. And uh, for one of the only times in the history of the London Metal Exchange, it has actually ceased trading um, in the commodity because of, of uh, market imbalance. So there's been a massive squeeze, rumored to be uh, Ching Shan or Ching Shan's uh, big boss, uh, who's been short nickel and has been caught out, um, you know, by by a, a bunch of head funds. So, you know, everything that I thought would unfold over a three-year period <laughs> has effectively happened uh, in the last week. It's, it's insane because we talked about it for September 2019. You kind of called what was going to happen in 2020, did it again for 2021. This is exceptional. No, no one called this. No, no. We went back in 2019. And again, if you encourage people to get it, <laughs> who've woken up to the, the potential that is nickel that's been, uh, you know, uh, unfurled in the last last week here. You know, we, we talked about all the steps that were going to happen, you know, over a, a multi-leg period in terms of getting to, you know, these kind of prices were even even a little bit at the upper end of where we are, you know. But fundamentally, you know, there's been a whole series of things, and, and what we talked about in 2019, you know, is that you know th there there's a whole series of things that happens every time nickel goes through one of these these super cycles. Uh, you know, fundamentally, it starts with you know analysts always underestimate the long term demand growth of nickel four to five percent a year. It's double what you see in copper and zinc. So you know we need a lot more nickel every year, and people underestimate how much that can pile up over a five or ten year period. We've come off a period where you saw a bunch of underinvestment. All you know, all the nickel assets got bought by outside of China and Indonesia got bought by big companies. You know who that wasn't important, really important to them, and they spent their money elsewhere. And we've seen a bunch of these mines, you know, production decline year in year out, you know, for a five or six year period. You know, and some of these companies, just to give you an idea how hard it is for some of the old high grade sulfide mines to, to ramp up. You know, these companies, Glencore spending a billion and almost a billion in Sudbury Valley, almost a 1.4 billion in Boise's Bay. They started in 2018, and they won't reach full production in 2013. And all that's doing is replacing supply. So, you know, we've got, you know, uh, high growth, declining supply in the West. And then you get this new source of demand come along, electric vehicles. You know, again, you know, a, a lot of analysts, it just seems like, oh, okay, well, it'll, it'll happen a little bit. But, the, you know, they underestimate the fact that it can grow at 50, 80, 100% a year. And like we talk about, you know, in the, our weekly stuff in the investor club, you know, we've seen EV demand grow up over 100%. Uh, you know, year over year, nickel demand in total grew at 15% last year, which kind of helps set the stage, you know, for what, you know, one of the key stages for where we are now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, good point. And um, with the, the weekly batch, battery show, which you're a, 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 a commentator on, um, and we've been talking about this for over two years. And so in terms of this, um, demand drive that, that we're seeing going on, one thing we didn't foresee, another thing we didn't foresee, um, cause we've, I think we've constantly underestimated the power of the market and, you know, Nicholas seen it, this fantastic resurgence is the Russia factor, Russia, Ukraine. Russia is responsible for a significant part of the ex China uh, production, 25% of the yep. ex-China production. What's that going to do for us? Yeah. So, so, you know, again, you've got this fundamental supply demand thing that, that's, you know, can sort of has, you know, occurred and will continue for a period of time. And uh, then you've got the intersection of these, you know, these three factors. So one, you know, inventories had already declined to, you know, almost near record levels. So there's very little cushion in the system. Uh, and then, you know, unfortunately with what's going on with Russia and Ukraine, 
again, the geopolitical risk in nickel, we've talked about it. People have underestimated, and this just has exploded, you know, this issue, you know, front and center, which is great for a company that's got a nickel project in, in very safe, secure Canada is, you know, China and, you know, we we'll call some people refer to as Chindonesia, which is the eastern part of Sulawesi that's effectively Chinese controlled in, tr- in terms of nickel supply. You know, that's nearly 60% of global supply. So there's only a million tons of nickel available to the rest of the world. And Russia represented, you know, 20 to 25% of that number. And now, you know, all of these nickel consumers, you know, who need it for stainless steel, who need it for to build jet engines, who need it to in a use a range of high end applications are going, oh, you know, what happens if I can't get this nickel? And so, you know, a couple of things are going to happen. One, you know, unfortunately, anything that gets sanctioned does find a way to get to market. There's lots of unscrupulous trading companies that find a way to repackage it and repurpose it so it doesn't quote look Russian anymore. And so that that will occur. But what happens there is you'll have two to three months of of supply chain get built up for this, you know, kind of repurposing. And you'll effectively see, you know, 50 to 60,000 tons of nickel disappear into inventory. And this is a market where we've gone, only got 80,000 tons of nickel on the LME. Part of the reason the short squeeze is happening is they can't find nickel to deliver into the contract, you know, uh, that they had shorted. Uh, and then as well, all the consumers that they go, oh, I'm concerned whether I, I can actually get all the nickel I need because all these really smart analysts told me a year ago, don't worry, there's, there's more than enough nickel. Um, and, you know, if they add an extra week or two of inventory, that's 60 to 120,000 tons of nickel that just goes... <laughs> And, and is no longer available to the market. And the third piece of it is Qingshan, uh, you know, who's now the world's largest nickel producer and, and the big boss, uh, you know, is rumored to be short a lot of nickel. And so th- those three things coming together are a recipe and some hedge funds, you know, have, have, in, you know, have taken, uh, taken them, them to the cleaners and, and really trying to squeeze these guys out, which is why we gapped up $50,000 a ton overnight. So... I've got to ask the question. So we as investors, what do we make of it? What was the actionable um, piece of this story? Yeah. So, so, so first off, like put your neck brace on because literally, you know, this market is going to be fake. You know, <laughs> people will get their faces ripped off, you know, intraday. You are going to see, you know, $10,000 a ton moves daily. You're going to see multi $10,000 a ton moves intraday. Um, so, you, so it's, it is, you know, there, you'll see a huge amount of volatility. The key thing here is, you know, again, these things can't happen unless there's some real fundamental issues that, you know, are underpinning the market. And those under, you know, those fundamental issues that are underpinning the market are, you know, because again, a lot of smart analysts, not so smart, you know, called the market in surplus and we're not, and we're down to inventories that are really, really low. Two, you know, we have a real geopolitical risk issue in terms of nickel supply. And we've now got all these Western consumers who are now going to want electric vehicles, uh, you know, that want supply from safe countries, uh, you know, have now had that world rocked. Um, And then, you know, the other key issue is the fact that, you know, part of the reason the, uh, you know, EV market is really going to, is is, going to, really focus on new safe supply. They're also going to focus on new low carbon supply. All this in, it, nickel from Indonesia and China comes with a massive carbon footprint. And so, and that's not going to be solved uh, t- tomorrow. So, 
with the inventory where it is, with, with the, the demand growth where it is, that again, people underestimate how quickly it's gonna grow with the supply constraints and the geopolitical issues, you know, those things are gonna underpin you know, a period of nickel prices, you know, where I think we trade between 30 and $60,000 a ton, you know, for, for quite a period of time here. Okay, so if it, if it comes off from the, these 100 highs, this, this, this knee-jerk reaction in the marketplace, that's okay. If it sits between 34 uh, and 60, uh, that's still really good news. Given that you and I, not so long ago, a few weeks ago, were quite happy with the fact that it got up to, tw- uh, you know, just over 20,000. Yes. Yeah. And, and, you know, in terms of our, you know, PEA that we had done last year, we used $17,000 a ton price. And again, if you look at what happens, you know, typically what happens after one of these super cycles. So, you know, in, in the super, last super cycle, which was 2001 to 2007, uh, prior to that nickel prices, there were raging debates as to whether the long-term nickel price was 275 or $3 a pound. Um, you know, post that super cycle, um, you know, that, that long-term price expectation moved up to six to $8 a pound, you know, and again, you know, I, I am not going to go into a fool's game that think these prices are going to stay up at these levels forever. They're not. Um, but you know, what should happen is, you know, today's long-term price expectations that are in the seven to $8 a ton range are going to move, you know, significantly higher. And then those of us who have got great big, large projects, you know, every incremental dollar or two or dollars a pound literally drop hundreds of millions of dollars of NPV uh, to the bottom line. So, so again, you know, we'll talk, you know, we were planning to talk in the club about some of the, the, the nickel stories, you know, that are in a nine to 10, $11 a pound environment going forward, you know, which ones could be real winners. We're going to be talking about that in the, in the club uh, next week. That's, that's, that's true. So um, Friday, if you want to come and uh, listen, listen into that, we are talking about some of the companies and players uh, in the market who could be the beneficiaries of these extraordinary prices we're seeing in nickel. Um, you can get that at cruxinvestor.com. Mark, I appreciate your time today. Thanks for joining us. and We'll speak to you again soon. All right. Thanks, Matthew.